0: Welcome to the Citizens Youth Sermon Podcast. We are a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church and a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at seven p.m. To find out more, visit nwgospel.com/citizens. So let's hey, sh- hey, 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 let's all right, hey, hey, we're gonna settle this. We're gonna settle this old school, all right? A little stand-up situation. So, if you think that the best sandwich comes from Chick-fil-A, I want you to stand to your feet. (laughs) Hold on, hold hold on. All right, 15 of you, 15 of you. All right, take a seat, take a seat. If you think, if you think... And this is gonna say a lot about your opinion. These are the kind of people that are like, I don't care what nobody says about me, I'm gonna go with the truth. If you think that Popeyes has the best chicken sandwich, I want you to stand on your feet. Ooh. All right. Hey, wait, wait, freeze, freeze, freeze. Hey, freeze, everybody who's standing, everybody who's standing, we're all gonna to go to Popeyes together on CJ. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. All right, good. And uh, if you're here and you're like, "Yo, Chick Fil A's cool, Popeyes is good," but enough with the chicken. It's about the four for four. Anybody, Team Wendy's? Team Wendy's, stand up. Let me see it. He's eating it right now. Give me a fry. Give me a fry. He's got Wendy's right now. He just gave me COVID on his French fry. Dang it! All right, take a seat. Take a seat. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. At, you know, at our age, at our age taste only goes so far, you start to vote with your wallet. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, Chick-fil-A, we're cool, but I don't got nine bucks. Wendy's has given me like four dinners for $4. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just saying team Chick-fil-A, not all of us are rich. Okay. Okay. That's why you work there and and get employee meals. So Hey, no, seriously though, I remember when I was in college and the four for four came out and it was just like a game changer. And I was like, my first thought was, this is amazing. I'm going to eat like a king. My second thought was when I actually pulled to the drive through and I had, I ordered three four for fours and we're just like, we have, don't laugh at me. <laughs> Judge much? <laughs> He's so crazy. I got three, four for fours and I'm just like blown away. I'm like, wow, there's so much food here. And my third thought was this, and this is the final thought I'll leave you with. How fake does this food have to be for them to give me all of this for only $4? (laughs) And I was like, ah, who cares? Ah, you know, four for fours have changed the game. Tonight, I wanna give you a four for four, all right? Not a food four for four. I'm gonna give you a life four for four. Four things that I hope you never forget. A four for four, one sermon, one ticket, one meal, four things. Everybody hold them up. Four, hold it up. See, this says a lot about your personality. Some of you guys are doing this. You guys are the straight edgers. Some of you are like four, and I'm like, ooh, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. I'm like, hold up four, and they're like, boom. I was like, all right, you're sitting in the front next week. Everybody say four for four. Four for four. Four. All right, good. I'm going to give you a four for four that I hope you never forget. And this four for four is going to answer the question, how God changes the world. How does God change the world? How does God change the world? The answer is this, he uses a four for four. Do you guys know that? God changes the world, not just the food scene, not just the food game at Wendy's. He literally changes the world with a four for four. And I'm going to show it to you. You guys ready? Anybody hungry for a little four for four? You got any more fries? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I won't eat your fries until after the sermon. All right. So in order to answer this question, we're going to find our four for four in Colossians chapter one, verses three through seven. And so if you're new here, maybe you've only been coming for a few weeks, this is our favorite part of Citizens. And so you're going to look around and you're going to be like, what is everybody doing? They have their Bibles open, they're kneeling over and they're leaning over and, and we're actually just going to read it together. And so if you don't have a Bible, maybe you don't even own a Bible, uh, come talk to me, Courtney, or any of the leaders. We have a gift for you and we want to send you home with a Bible tonight uh, because that is just, that's the best gift we can give you. So uh, Colossians chapter one, starting in verse three, I'm going to read it to you and then we're going to see a four for four. You guys ready? Kyle, they're not ready, bro. Are you guys ready for real, for real? All right, here we go. We always thank God and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. Four things in these few verses here over the next few minutes, four things I wanna show you. Four steps, if you will. This is a four for four of how God changes the world. And look at the first thing we see, okay? He says, the word of the truth, which is called the gospel. They've heard the word of the, they heard the gospel and they heard it. They learned it from Epaphras. You guys may remember, we went through the book of Colossians. This is my homie. Epaphras is the homeboy, okay? And so the first part of our four for four here, it's actually just pictures. You're like, I can't take notes. All of his his points are pictures. Get your drawing on, okay? The first part is the gospel. There is an announcement that needs to take place. There is news. There is a message. There is an event. Something has happened that needs to be communicated to the whole world. And not everybody knows it yet. That's why we as Christians, we hold and we preach this gospel. There is a message that your friends need to know. There is a message that you need to know. And for some of you guys, you learned this message from your parents From a very young age, your parents were teaching you the message. We call it the gospel, the truth. For some of you, you didn't grow up in a Christian home, and your friends invited you here, and you got saved and baptized at youth group, and you're like, I'm the only person that believes this in my household. But you heard the gospel. And so God, he has a message. It's the gospel. It is the good news that God has made it possible for people to come and be in relationship with him. None of us deserve it. Hey, bro, you don't deserve it, but neither do I. None of us deserve it. And yet because of what Jesus has done, Jesus comes and he offers us grace and forgiveness and he wipes away our sins and he makes us pure and clean and he gives us a new identity. And now we are sons and daughters of God. That message changes the world and they need to know it. And so how are they gonna hear it? Who who are they gonna hear it from? Epaphras, remember? The Colossians, they heard this message from a person who had the words. And so God doesn't like, <laughs> this would be crazy, right? If God is just like, speaks from the sky and he's like, you down there. Like, he sounds like Darth Vader. I know it's crazy. Either that or Morgan Friedman. But he doesn't just speak from the sky and drop the message. He doesn't just have like a textbook and he's like, you're just walking one day. And he's like, Dush. And like you're, you, you wake up like five minutes later because you were unconscious. And you're like, thanks God, I got a textbook from this He sends people. People walk forward around their world and they share this message. That's kind of cool. But it can't stop there, okay? That's number one. It cannot stop there because as, peop- as, as we speak the message, as we proclaim the message, we can't just proclaim it into thin air. So look at the second thing that needs to happen you heard it and understood. How many of you know that your teachers on Zoom right now can talk all they want, but if you guys are not hearing it and understanding it, it's not effective. Any Charlie Brown fans? Any of your teachers sound like Charlie Brown teachers? Hillary, don't be offended. I'm not talking about you, all right? Hillary teaches an art class on Zoom. You guys can sign up tonight. Um, can they do that? Is that a thing? Never mind. Class is full. You missed it, okay? There's, there's a, an announcement, there's a proclamation, but then there is an understanding. There's a light bulb that goes off. There, something clicks in their brain as God uses the message and he communicates it in such a way that you go, oh, I get it. And some of you guys in this room, you remember that season of life. You go through the motions, you're going to youth group, you went to kids' church, you're just doing it because mommy and daddy said, but one of the, man, there was a sermon or there was a camp or you're reading a book or a, a conversation with a friend. And you remember where you went from just, I'm, li- I'm hearing it to like, I'm understanding it. You guys remember those moments? Remember earlier this year when people got baptized down here at the front on a Sunday morning and they were publicly saying, I get it. I believe it. I follow Jesus. This is how God changes the world. He sends the message. He helps people to understand it. Number two, look at the third thing that happens. Oh yeah. It is bearing fruit and increasing. If I have one apple seed and I plant it in the ground, 20 years later, how many apples will I have? 10, exactly. (laughs) He was straight faced, he was like, 10. I just used my abacus to calculate that. Think about it, You, you plant one little apple seed And it produces a tree. And on every branch of that tree, there are multiple apples. It is bearing fruit. And then guess what? Apple falls to the ground. How many seeds are in the apple? (laughs) 10. And each each of those seeds produces more tree. You see, when God brings the message and people hear it and understand it, you don't just get one Christian. One gospel sermon One Christian, no, no. It's like an apple tree. The gospel, the message is like a seed that's planted in the ground. And before you know it, look, there's 200 students sitting in a room going, I wanna learn more about Jesus. How does God change the world? He sends a message. That message is heard and understood. And now for many, 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 many years and generations, we see the ripple effects. We see the consequences of that message. And so, in your life, some of the fruit may look like this. Look, look what we see. He says, "We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus." You walk into a field. You go, "There's no apple tree." You come back three years later. You go, "There's an apple tree." That's fruit. There is evidence. There are some people in this room. There are some people in the world who used to not have faith in Christ, and now they do. And you go, "How did that happen?" Because God is changing the world. Some of you in this room, there is love that you have for all the saints. Some of you in this room, I know you pre-Jesus. I know what you're like. And this friendly, oh my gosh, I love my sisters. Oh my gosh, I love my boys. That's not you naturally. That is evidence. That, that is a, a, an evidence that got nice. time, Maddie. That's, <laughs> wow, you look good. That's very fresh. Okay, right? But the love that we see, we love each other. The love that we have in this community is evidence. You walk into, a, into an orchard, right? And may, Anybody go apple, apple picking this season yet? Maybe go to the Fruit Loop, right? At the Hood River, right? And you're walking down there. Check it out, check it out. Shh, shh, shh. You're walking down there. And you grab an apple and you bite it. And you don't even realize I'm eating fruit that was planted perhaps generations ago. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's like when I walk through this community and I see the love that you guys have for each other, for your fellow brothers and sisters. That is evidence that God is changing the world. And then there's hope. A lot of hopeless people in our world. A lot of hopeless students in your school. A lot of of hope is missing right now from the news and social media. And yet, you walk into the orchard, you walk into the, the garden that I see right now, and you guys have hope. I just saw a student stand up here and they said, Yeah, I saw entire houses burned down, and it just reminded me, I'm good because my stuff is in heaven where moth nor rust destroy. Your students are looking at their phones going, am I worth something? Do I have hope? Do I have enough likes? Do I have enough shares to tell me that everything's gonna be okay? And you guys go, who cares what's happening on my phone? I have hope. And if you don't, remember the four for four, there's a message you need to hear and you need to understand it so that you can see the fruit increasing. Some of you guys are gonna go on missions trips next year. You're gonna go to Mexico. You're gonna go to the Philippines. Maybe a few years from now, you guys are gonna go to, to Haiti. Maybe some of you will go to Europe. How about at camps in Germany? I mean, you guys are gonna start traveling the world for Jesus and you're gonna realize there are apple trees everywhere. I, I just thought that citizens had faith, love, and hope, but, but I realized what? It's everywhere. And you know why it's everywhere? Because it's a four for four. Look at the final one as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. You see this formula that I just showed you, there's a message that needs to be spoken. It's heard and understood. It bears fruit. And where does it bear fruit? Everywhere. Well, there's some climates that are more conducive to apple trees, you know, because in the Northern Hemisphere, everywhere. Everywhere that the gospel goes forward, in the, on the globe, in the world. The whole world, guys. This is how God changes the world. It's the same formula if you're a teenager in Vancouver or if you're, if you're an elderly person in Ethiopia. If you're a teenager in Canada or if you're a young adult in Mexico or, or if you're 27 and a half in Jamaica. Me going celebrate my half birthday, y'all. I don't know. Like, is he 27 and a half from Jamaica? Think about it. You guys remember, we went and we saw Paul, remember? And Paul was here. And Paul, he was preaching a message. People were hearing and understanding and they were bearing fruit. He's like, well, this must be a Jerusalem thing. No, God says, get out of here. And he sends him from where he's at in Jerusalem and Judea. And he sends him up to Samaria and he sends him to over here in modern day Turkey. It was called something different back in the day because they didn't know how to pronounce Turkey. They're like, the turkey. And then they went over here to modern day Greece, which then was Macedonia. And they didn't even have any Macedonian nuts. You know, it was just crazy. And everywhere he went, all of these lines, you, don't, you guys don't like white chocolate chip Macedonian cookies? <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one. You guys, you guys are nuts, right? Nuts. And he goes, and everywhere he goes, all over the world, guys, everywhere he goes. Somebody just had an allergic reaction. They're like, you can't even mention nuts around me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How was youth group last night, Sam? Three kids died. <laughs> I'm dead. Everywhere the gospel goes, everywhere that the gospel is preached, it's heard and understood, it bears fruit all over the world. This is how God changes the world. This is the four for four that changed the world. I thought it was a junior bacon cheeseburger. No, God changed the world through this four for four. There's a message Do you know the message? I kind of heard it once at a camp and Jake Gamble said it really good, but I kind of don't remember. You guys need to learn this message. Listen to me, students. I know there's a lot vying for your attention. I know there's a lot of things that people say, this is the most important. This is the most important. False. This is the most important thing. You can spend the rest of your life trying to fully understand just what exactly is the gospel and what does it mean for my life and what are the implications that it has on who I am. You can spend your whole life and still just be scratching the surface. Learn it, students. I'm begging you, learn it. Create friendships where the most important thing in your friendship is your shared desire to learn it because God starts here and then he helps you learn it and understand it and light bulbs start going off. And you know, some people think this, they go, literally I've talked to Christians that they're like this. Well, I used to be dead in my sin. I used to not be a Christian. Then the light bulb went off cause I heard the gospel and now I gotta go learn different things now. Now I gotta go deeper. I gotta be like Indiana Jones, but of the Bible. And I gotta learn the real secrets. And their mistake is this. They think that the gospel is something you just learn at the beginning and then you graduate. Students, the gospel, every day the light bulbs are going off to understand. That's what it means. Those are the implications. That's how I apply it to my life. Seniors in high school, you guys are going to read things this year in the Bible. You're going to hear certain aspects of the gospel that you've known your whole life. And yet, because of where you are in your situation, it's going to come alive in a whole new way. This is how God changes the world. You learn and you understand the gospel and you will be doing this for a lifetime. And then from there, oh, this is my favorite part. And this is my favorite part of citizens. There's fruit everywhere. There's faith, there's love, there's hope. There's the fruit of the spirit, right? And so a lot of us, we, we wanna be fruitful. We wanna be different. Some of us know how immature we are and we hate it. Me included. <laughs> It's like, what are we supposed to do about it? Or work backwards. Hear the gospel, understand it, watch that gospel start to produce fruit in your life. And where does that happen? All over the world. I'm standing where I am right now because God has called me to do this. God has called me, like Sam, Cassis. I was born, a lot of you guys know my story, right? I was born addicted to drugs. My mother abused crack cocaine while pregnant with me, okay? I was born, she was arrested, and I went into foster care right away. At 11 days old, I was brought into my, order. now my parents' home? When I was three years old, I was adopted. Why did God choose me? a little baby who had nothing to offer, who did nothing to deserve any of his love or kindness, why did he choose me to bring me into a Christian family so that I can learn who he is? Because he called me to preach the gospel. This is my life, guys. This is not just youth group. We have Wednesday night programming to keep the kids off the streets. We get all the kids in the room so they don't do bad thing. <laughs> what? What? We're here right now. Courtney and I are here right now. Your leaders are here right now because we share. I'm called to preach the gospel. Yes, Epaphras, but also your boy. (laughs) I'm called to preach the gospel, guys. I'm called to communicate the truth of God's kingdom and of his son in such a way that people like you hear it and understand it. I've been made and wired and called to speak truth in such a way that you guys leave here. And he's like, what did he talk about? I don't know, something about French fries. <laughs> I hope that you leave here and to, at least to some small extent, you can say, I remember what he said because this is what God has called me to do. This is what God has called me to do. And the fruit that is born is not just in this room right now. This is a formula that works all over the world, all over the world. This is the formula. This is the four for four that changes the world. And just like Paul, just like Paul was called all over the ancient world to preach the gospel and everywhere he went, did it bear fruit? Oh, no doubt, yeah. Everywhere that Paul went, did it bear fruit? Oh, cool, cool. Everywhere that Paul preached the gospel and they understood it, did it bear fruit? Oh, no doubt, cool, 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 yeah, good. You're paying attention. He traveled the world and so for me, for the last 10 years of my life, I have had the privilege of preaching the gospel. You're like, that's not a map of Israel. No, this is called the United States of America. You might've heard of it. It's like seventh graders taking notes. United States. Dude, I, I mean, some of you guys, like where's Zach Hoover? Zach Hoover? Zach Hoover is a small group leader of seventh grade boys. They're like, yeah, he's our leader. I remember when I was the leader of the seventh grade boys and Zach Hoover was in my small group. Tyler Snow, he's up there like, I'm cool. I work at Chick-fil-A, I play the guitar. <laughs> Fun fact, you guys don't know this. When I, was a, when I was an intern here, it was summer 2011. I was an intern and Tyler and his brothers had a band, okay? What was the name of the band? Led Zeppelin? The Disagreements. The disagreements. They couldn't agree on a name, so they called themselves The Disagreements. It was summer 2011, and we're in that gym, and Tyler and his brother come up to me like, hey, Sam, I heard it's your birthday. I was like, yeah. They go, well, we wrote you a birthday song, no big deal. Can we play it? I was like, sure. So at youth group one night, they literally played a birthday song, and it was like, yeah, it's his birthday! I don't remember any other lyrics, but bro, you gotta bring that back. Can you find that album? You're like, it was a single, not an EP. Dude, it has been like literally the best part of my life has been seeing you guys go from from students to to graduates and leaders to seeing even some of our sixth graders. I remember Becky Petty. I remember she was in fifth grade and she came and sat on the front row as we were introducing the new sixth graders to the youth group. And they came in and they were in fifth grade and they're like, this is where you'll be in a few weeks. And they're like, I think I just paid my pants. (laughs) And I remember they watched they watched our seniors, you know, they watched our seniors uh, come up and get prayed for. And I remember I looked at you guys. You guys remember? I looked at you guys and I said, you will be here one day, follow Jesus. And look, you made it to eighth grade. are <laughs> like, whoop they do you know? <clears throat> I love seeing you like student leaders. You, there's nothing better than seeing our knucklehead dudes become student leaders. And now they're like knucklehead dudes who can influence people. It's the best. I love it yeah Garrett I see you buddy I see you it has been my joy and privilege to see God preach the, 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 so the preaching of God's word to see God go oh, and see you guys open your eyes I'm afraid Jacob Simpson you know, come in, came up to me one night after youth group and he's like I need to talk to you it's important I was like oh my gosh this kid is about to confess that he murdered someone You know, and so we go into the back room. I mean just look at him he looks like he could and so we go we go into the hallway and I'm like dude what's going on kid and he's like I grew up in church my whole life. I'm like, here he comes. Oh my gosh, I gotta call the authorities. Who do I have to call first? Like, I'm not even packing right now. How do I protect myself? And he goes, um, he goes, man, I've been in church my whole life, and I've gone to the camps, and I've done the things, but like, I think I believe in Jesus now, and I want to get baptized. I was like, what? How did you come to this conclusion? You t-? I mean, the preaching. Like, he sat in the preaching, and and boom, and he, and he understood. The light bulbs went off. I mean, this is the we. God is changing the world through his divine four for four. And just like Paul traveled all over the world, I've recently received a new assignment. And so here's what's happening in my life. I wanna share with you a little personal story. God has had me here since I was, uh, oh snap, I've been in the Northwest since I was 19 years old. I'm now 42. You do the math. (laughs) Why? Why? little six kid just went, you're 42, you're ancient. I'm 30, all right, I'm 30 years old. I have spent the last 11 years doing life in the Pacific Northwest where there's summers and then me and my wife got married in 2012. I put a ring on it, like Beyonce said, moved out here. We've raised our kids here, I graduated seminary here. I got old here, started losing my hair here. I didn't even know it until I was like watching a sermon. Like we're literally here preaching and, and with a small group and I turn around to look at the screen and I look up and I was like, oh my. <laughs> so I'm a little bit conscious about the iMac. I'm like, Max, do you have to zoom in that much, man? Come on. And so this has been home, guys. This has been home. And check it out. The four for four that changes the world. God has recently given me a new assignment. And for the next however long of my life, I'm gonna go from using the four for four here, right right here in Washington. There we are. See, there's Portland. And then we go over the river, boop, that's you guys. Okay, there you are. And God has called me to come over here and to have a little four for four. Maryland of the United States. And so there's a church in Maryland. It's a church plant that was planted four years ago. And they have asked me to come and be their lead pastor. They asked me if I would come and basically what I've done with you guys for the better part of a decade would I go and preach the gospel so that people might hear it and understand it so that it might bear fruit in their lives all over the world? And so after praying about it, after thinking about it, after talking to my leaders and me and my wife, you know, thinking about a lot about it, we felt like this is what the Lord wants us to do. And so I, right here, there's, there's Maryland, right? Right here, that little star, that's actually where my kids' grandparents live. So Mimi and Papa, my kids are so excited. They go, we get to live next to Papa? I go, yeah. Do they have Chick-fil-A? I'm like, yeah. And Popeye's. Do I get to go on an airplane? Yeah. Let's go. So even my kids are super excited to go live next to their grandparents and their cousins and aunts and uncles. And I'm going to be over there in Maryland. And um, what I'm excited about is this. Because just like, remember Paul's, Paul's um, uh, map that we traveled? Starting in January, on January 1st. There's going to be a bridge, right? Starting January 1st, there will be a bridge. We will be related. There will be a church that is related to citizens over here. So where I'll be leading and where you guys are with Courtney and the team, like we're always going to be connected. You guys are my my first and only youth group. I was telling some kids I'm a monogamous youth pastor. I've only ever known one youth group. You guys will always be my students. Like, but I'm 24. Shut up, Zach. You're my student. You'll be my students forever. You'll be my students forever. And guess what? When you guys go on your field trips or you're going on your honeymoons or wherever you're going to DC, you know what to do, right? I'm gonna be right there. I'm gonna be right there in DC. And so to give you guys just um, a timeline here. So um, we have like two months left. And so for the next two months, we're gonna party. We're gonna party. For the next two months, um, we're gonna redeem the time. I'm gonna be here speaking and preaching. We're gonna spend time together. Next week, we're having a party. We're doing the carnival. The week after that, we'll be back in here. I think, yes. The week after that, we'll be back in here. Actually, I think there'll be three or four weeks straight in here, we'll be here, me preaching. Um, and then we're gonna do a party. Um, well, it'll be Thanksgiving. So we'll be off for Thanksgiving. Then we come back and then we're doing a party on December 2nd. And so everybody needs to be here December 2nd. Uh, we're just, we'll probably be in the gym. We're just doing a huge farewell party and we're gonna party at the party. Um, and on December 2nd, that will be my last night at Citizens, right? And then we'll kick off Christmas season. Um, me and my family, we usually spend Christmas at my, at my in-laws anyway, so we'll be there for the holidays. And then starting January 1st, I'm gonna have a new job. On January 1st, I'm gonna be the lead pastor at Bay Area Community Church in, in Easton, Maryland. And um, I'm gonna start feasting on a four for four. You guys know what I'm gonna do, right? What's the first thing I'm gonna do? Not chicken nuggets. Maybe, maybe a little bit chicken nuggets, yeah. I'm gonna preach the gospel so that people can hear it and understand it in hopes that it will bear fruit just as it is doing all over the, the world. And so over the next few weeks, we'll give you guys you know, more details. We're gonna do some fun, uh, some fun things to really. I told you we're gonna party. You do not wanna miss the next seven weeks at Citizens because it is a party and we are gonna show the world how, uh, how Christians uh, say farewell and I'll see you later. So um, we're gonna party, we have some fun things, but, um, but I just have to end with, I love you guys. I love you guys so much. And here's the best part. I'm gonna end with this final metaphor and then we'll pray, okay? Do you know who's taking care of the apple trees? Do you know who's, who's pruning the trees and making sure that the apples are very fruitful and plentiful? See, that's what you think. You guys think, Sam, Sam. But Sam's my teacher. Sam, te- I need to understand from Sam. Si- you guys are going to learn a very powerful lesson here. It's God who brings the increase. And here's the key, students. I love you so much. And I wish I can just keep you all, like literally, I wish I can just keep you like in one room. So there, like every year when I first started here, I was like, let's just increase the age of the youth group. It'd be 12th grade, then 13th grade, then fourth. I just didn't want people to leave. I want you guys here. But you're going to spread your wings. You're going to go out. And here's the thing at every season of your life, God is going to bring multiple mentors and voices into your life. And there's gonna be a day when you guys are 30, like 30, and maybe even 42 if you're lucky. Stuart, you're pushing it. I'm not sure, bro, you're a little reckless. But there's gonna come a day in your life when you're 30 or 40 or 50, and you're gonna look back and you're gonna realize there was a dozen mentors and voices that God used to speak into my life, and I'm grateful for all of them. And then you pick up the phone and you text them because by that time I'll be like 70 and I won't even know how to text anymore. It'll be like think texting, right? You're like Siri in your head, Siri, text hope. There it is, you know? And you're gonna have multiple voices and I'm I'm grateful that I've had this season to be one of those voices in your life. But as the voices change, as the seasons change, as leaders come and go, you're gonna have a faith that says I'm rooted in Jesus. And that's my prayer. That's my prayer. He's the one who's growing your faith. He's the one who's helping you understand. And then he's the one who's gonna send you all over the world to go and do the same for others. I love you, students. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, Lord. This four for four is, it's not just a fun way to remember it, Lord. It is truly delicious to our souls to see that you are changing the world. Father, would you, um, continue to proclaim your word all over the world, just like they did in Oregon, just like you're about to do in Maryland and you've done all over the world. Continue to proclaim the gospel, continue to help people understand it, continue to bear fruit. So Lord, I entrust these students to you. They are yours. They are your sheep and no one whom the father has given you will be lost from your hands. So God, continue to grow them, I pray. May they bear fruit. May they continue to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power, according to your glorious might, with all endurance and patience, with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified them to share in this inheritance with the saints. Bless them, Lord, keep them. Be with us the next seven weeks, Lord, as we party and hang out and have goodbyes and meals and drinks and all these things as we're just enjoying each other. May we be mindful of you and do those things to your glory. We love you, Father. You're the best. In Jesus' name, amen.